I'm sorry, man. What's going on? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle. We did we did the intro a little different tonight, man. I was well, I, I I made him small before the uh, at, at the at the normal cutoff for the intro of the show. But you could have played the whole song, I guess. That would have been fun. Uh, obviously, my guest tonight is Alex One, the lead singer of Whiskey Grenade. Uh, one of the coolest, yeah, one of the coolest guys I've ever met. Uh, he was he was very gracious in letting me use his. Uh, custom written song for Break the Cycle, and now it is a mainstay. Uh, people hear it and they automatically think my show. So thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. Let me talk about my sponsors real quick before we get into this. Of course, we got TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great custom uh, embroidered logo BTC shirt that I'm wearing today by using t- BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. And of course, executive producer of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at. Much cheaper and much more efficiently. Guys, Alex Once here. The, the homie. What up, what up, what up, what up? What's up, man? Hey, uh, I'm stoked to have you on the show. Uh, I'm stoked that my viewers get to check you out. I, I'm, I'm really stoked that we got to play that uh, the intro acoustically live for y'all. Maybe in the members only we can get some more songs. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. If you want to, man. It's yeah. on you. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, hey, man, so, so you're an anarchist. You're a musician. You're a rapper. I, I actually mm-hmm. checked out some of your rap shit. It was pretty cool, man. Uh, and then and thank then I you, found out you. last night when I had uh, R.A., the rugged man, on that you had open for him at some point, which is pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, why don't you start lay it on us? Tell us how you became an anarchist, your journey to, to liberty and all that great stuff. Word, word. Yeah, so it's uh, the long story short with that, I mean, um, so I would say like the strongest point of it was like I kind of got into punk rock when I was really young. Like I started listening to like The Offspring and stuff like that when I was like in the fourth grade or something. You know what I mean? Which for me, that was like 1994, 95 or something. So I was young and stuff. I started listening to like and so by sixth grade, I'm listening to Pennywise and blah, 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 all that other stuff. But my mom um, was always kind of a liberty person, too. Like, I mean, that didn't really come to our discussions till we were like a little bit older and stuff. But uh you know, when I was a teenager, she started telling me about, like, uh, Major General Smedley Butler and, like, War is a Racket and stuff like that. Um, you know, when I was young in the Ron Paul thing, she just kind of, like, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, like, thinking about r- voting for this guy, Ron Paul. She just kind of looked at me and was like, this kid's all right. She felt like she did good with her life and everything like that. And, uh, you know what I mean? It's just, like, growing up in uh, Massachusetts and stuff like that, I, one thing I've always noticed is that people people seem to get along pretty well. And uh, a lot of people's issues stem from, like, the government kind of stepping in, like, their way in one fashion or another, you know, making people's fun a little bit less fun, their lives a little bit more difficult, their wallets a little more light, you know what I'm saying, like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know, my mom was kind of, like, on some... uh, on some liberty shit you know she bought me a ron paul skateboard back in the day i still have it somewhere dude that's dope i want a ron paul skateboard really bad not that i'm gonna go it's skate my music video if, if you look up uh, my music video acid drop um jefferson twerk city 
you could see me rolling a blunt on a Ron Paul skateboard, which I feel is pretty based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty dope. I, I'm a uh, look, dude. I, I, I'm a big Ron Paul guy. I would love to have a Ron Paul skateboard. I used to skateboard, uh, but now I'm pushing forty, and the ankles just aren't as strong as they used to be. I'm a little fatter and heavier than I used to be as well. You know what I mean? So, uh, it, it's kind of scary when I get, hop on a skateboard these days, man. Yeah, no, I'm a traveler these days. Like, um, I got a buddy who lives nearby. And so uh, I like to go hang out with him, you know, like just because like just to go out and get some exercise and shit. I'm like, I'll go skate to his house, skate back. And it's like the perfect amount of like, you know, stretch out my legs, go out and do something for a little while. And uh, it's a nice and I'm, I'm not kick flipping anything these days, no, you know, me neither, man. I'm going <laughs> to I'm definitely going to break an ankle or, or something, man. Something bad's going to happen. Hey, TJ Fitzsimmons uh, dropped a $10 super chat. He said that was pretty freaking sweet, man. Thanks for thanks for playing the song, dude. Oh no! Of course, yeah. Anytime. It's 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 a good time. So, I'll tell the funny story about that that song was that it was like I kind of I think I just got laid off and I was collecting unemployment and stuff. Like I, I got laid off like September first, and I did that song like September fourth. I was I was just hanging out bored one day, shit posting on Twitter as I do, and for whatever reason, that's the one that took off. That was the one that's like Dana Lash and the NRA like retweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well of course man i mean that's the that's the song that's about putting uh uh pedophiles and wood chippers in minecraft mind yeah you. in minecraft Dude, the other funny thing about that too is um the cuties controversy had kind of just out of popping right then yeah which, which so it's the perfect stone the song actually had nothing to do with cuties like that was i don't even know if it was like it may or may not have even been on my radar at the time right but it was just that perfect storm where everybody was like really mad at the time there was like yeah, no, this guy's. Sp- I'm glad that people like resonated with that. Still, you know, you worry sometimes. You see the news and you'd be like, "That was always like that's the common thing we can all agree on, right?" Like that, you know, we don't allow that shit. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. thankfully, that still seems to be the case. Sure. Well, it, it was funny because uh, the cutie stuff was going on, but in anarchist circles, it's good to have that kind of disclaimer where it's like, "Yo, uh, you know, pedophiles get the wall, man, straight up." Uh, but yeah, yeah, for some reason, I don't know why that that's like a trope. Uh, like tagged onto libertarianism they're like oh they're like you know they want like child labor and child sex slaves and stuff and i'm like i've never seen that except for some sort of one weird rothbard quote not even that i'm like a big fucking libertarian theory guy you know what i mean but like well no it's 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 here it is i'll tell you exactly what it is um people who are simps for the state right like who who cuck for the state at every chance they get they don't want the state abolished and anarchists want to abolish the state and so so if if you want to abolish the state and you and you know your position is the most logically consistent position, it's the the peaceful position. Um, people have to find things to attack you on to make you sound like a, a crazy nutbag. So of course they're going to go to well, if you abolish the state, then you're going to abolish the, the age of consent. You know what I mean? And the, mm-hmm. it always gets libertarians. It, it sucks because it's like one of those issues that like will suck libertarians in to start arguing about it. And it just makes us look fucking stupid every time we start doing it, you know? And, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what it is. And and so they know they can get us on that because we do want to abolish the state. And at some point, you know, some of that stuff's probably going to go if there's no state. And so uh, when we do that, they have that's what they can use to attack us. And they know they're going to get us to fight and argue over it online and make us look even worse. So that's like yeah. the, that's the big problem. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those it's one of those fucking issues. It's the same with, you know, with like uh, immigration or abortion. It's like those things they know they can get libertarians fighting. First of all, fighting themselves over. But second of oh, all, yeah, because they, they, every libertarian's got the right answer and stuff. You right. know what I mean? And they know they're going <laughs> to get us fighting each other, which keeps us from fighting them, which is their most important goal. And so those 
those wedge issues, those shitty issues, those issues that make us look bad. Uh, you mm. know, it's it's it could be you could be logically consistent, and philosophically consistent, and all that stuff. Uh, but they know they're going to make you look bad, so they like to sling those things around at you. And you know, anytime I argue with like Democrats online, the first thing they go to is, "Oh, you're a libertarian, okay, pedophile." I'm like, "Bitch, I got seven kids, and I think yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think that that pedophile should be shoved in a wood chipper." Uh, so maybe you should. I, go- I like that's the strongest community advocates of such shit that I've seen. You yeah, know what I mean? Ever. I got my toes dipped all over the fucking place on Twitter. And it's like, it's the most consistent fucking, that's the one thing it seems like libertarians agree on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's like the, yeah, consistently libertarians agree that if you harm children, you should probably put, be put into some kind of uh, wood machine of some sort. Absolutely, man. But let's, yeah, talk, yeah, yeah. let's talk about punk rock, dude. I, uh, you yeah, and I, yeah. you and I share an affinity for all types of punk rock. I, I was, uh, I know that you even like some of the pop punk that I like, which is, gr- is rad. Um, sure, dude, I saw a video of your old band. It was like one of the first videos on your channel or something. And, uh, it was really fucking good. It's like, that's so my lane Thanks, man. for like, yeah, it, it was, it's like that, you know, that it's that good kind of pop punk. I had a discussion with my brother about this cause he's a metalhead and, um, we got. I got him to admit he likes pop punk because he understands. You know, I don't mean Good Charlotte. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean like the Descendants. Yeah, exactly, you know exactly. Well, it was it was so funny because I listen to a lot of the the newer like uh, crossover pop punk. I'm a big fan of like uh, the story so far and shit like that. I grew up, you know, I grew up around the same guys that that played in uh, uh, Set Your Goals and all that shit. And so I like that crossover. Oh, yeah, I, knew, I knew I know one of the uh, a friend of mine is friends with somebody in that band. Yeah, like the like the hardcore pop punk crossover stuff. I really like that too. But but I grew up on poster punk, man. No use for a name and 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 uh, yes. you know no no facts and lag wagon and screeching weasel and all these great descendants and fucking all these really cool bands uh but that band was really funny so so actually vinnie marshall was the lead singer of that band it was called advocate and he's my, one of my best friends since uh, since we were young i 13 14 years old and um i don't see him much anymore we don't talk much anymore he's a family guy i'm a family guy it happens but uh we were playing in this band together it was so funny because like everyone in the band had like super different influences in fact our lead guitarist uh is a big fan of like uh like like Emerosa and shit like that, right? And then our drummer was a big fan of like, like, uh, God, what are all those crazy screamo bands? You know, all the like weird screamo hair. Thursday and shit. No, like, like no newer shit. Like, uh, uh, oh, okay. Escape the fate and stuff like that, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And, and then me and John, or me, or me and Vinnie Marshall are uh, are fans of of the poster punk. And then I, I'm really into hardcore and metal and stuff too. So it was really mm-hmm. interesting band because we all had these different influences and we were all throwing around different things. I was just a bassist. And in fact, I had never in my life picked up a bass guitar until about a month before that band played our first show. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, But I had been playing drums, you know, on and off since I was really young. And so it was really easy to follow the drums with my picking hand. Um, and then I just had to learn the, the, the chords and then I could play the, you know, the, the right, uh, place on the bass on the frets. And and then I started learning how to do bass fills and that took, but I was, we had already been in the band for like a year by the time I started being able to do bass fills and, and get some cool stuff. And it didn't last long, but it was fun. It was a good band, man. But what I'm saying, that's like, that's like another cool, one of those things that it's just like the best, you know, punk rock is cool. Cause you know, like, I don't know. This is weird sect of people like, oh, you know, punk rock is dead. There'll always be people who say that, but as long as there's kids who like care and like they, they don't, you know, they suck, but they don't give a shit. They just like, they play, you know what I mean? Right. And like, as long as that's always happening, it's like the world is worth continuing on and shit. Yeah, I agree, man. And I never understood the punk is dead thing. Like punk's always going to be alive forever, man, forever and ever and mm-hmm. ever. Uh, it's, 
it's really stood the test of time, in my opinion. You know, it's changed, and there's different things, and there's a lot of really shitheaded punk, like punk rockers these days who think that you know, uh, uh, somehow dissing the establishment is getting your vaccine on time and and carrying around oh, yeah, your papers yeah, yeah. and no, shit. There, there is, there is like a weird sort of like a. Like, I know exactly the kind of bench you're talking about, where it's like establishment left is the new fucking punk rock or right. something like that. Well, nah. like punk rock bowling, dude. Like, that's, you know, that's one of the coolest fucking events every year for punk rock, right? Uh, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I think, though, in my opinion, one of the only cooler events is Fest, right, in Florida, which probably won't yeah. require all that shit because it's in Florida and, you know, those guys down there in <laughs> yep. don't give a fuck. But, uh, but punk rock bowling. So, like, it's one of the coolest events every year for punk punks and, and they have all these great bands and, and, and that and punk rock karaoke, you know what I mean? And so, um, so, so you have all these really cool things to, to go do and they're like, well, you can't come unless you get your vaccine and have your passport. And it's like, the, how fucking punk rock of you, dude? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now that that's a that's a bummer, dude. That's why you know, because like, fucking shows are coming back around again, and it's like I'm already like, fuck, I can't go because I don't have the the fucking vaccine and shit. Dude, so you got to come to Iowa, bro. I'm going. To, I'm going to see Slipknot on Saturday, and and they're not oh, requiring wow. any of that shit. Yeah. So so my my girlfriend, you know, I live in right outside of Des Moines, Iowa, where fucking Slipknot's from, right? So like, Slipknot mm-hmm. is literally part of everyone here's like identity, dude. It's insane insane like that's awesome everybody's like two two people removed from knowing slipknot here right <laughs> and uh and uh so they're playing not fest here just right outside of des moines and uh <clears throat> there's like i don't know 12 bands or something some really awesome fucking bands and i wanted to go but i was like oh, i don't you know i'm not gonna fucking spend the the hundred bucks on tickets or whatever well my fiance won two tickets on the radio <laughs> so oh shit <clears throat> so me and her are gonna take the baby to not fest, uh, we gotta give him some earmuffs and stuff and a little Slipknot onesie, but it's gonna be a That's fun. That's still day. so cool. That's badass, dude. Absolutely, man. So, so what what was it for punk rock for you, man? How'd you get into it? Um, was it so, the Offspring? Did the Offspring do it? So, like the Offspring. Uh, all right. So, I guess like the, the the first shit I ever heard when I was when I was young, my mom was like showing me like you know some music when I was little. Um, the, the my two favorite things when I was little was like the Ramones and Aerosmith. And um, I don't know. Whenever uh, I, I grew Aerosmith by the time I was like in the fifth or sixth grade and stuff, sure. but like uh, the Ramones were cool. And then like I don't know. I saw I heard like the Offspring, Smash. Um, I was like, wow, this is fucking crazy. But I remember the first time I saw uh, Green Day on TV. I, I think it was the video for Basket Case. So I was like, okay, so I'm just gonna play guitar and sing for punk bands, and that's pretty much my goal from here on. It and you know, and that was the big thing. And uh, yeah, my. Like my mom and my uncle, like not they were that they were deep punks or anything, but they loved the Ramones and like the Dead Kennedys. Oh, yeah. And so they put me onto some cool shit like that. Well, and I, then uh, I, what what really started me was like when I when I was young, I got the Offspring the tape for Smash, okay. and I'm looking at the liner notes, and they thank all these bands, and I'm like, all right, Lagwagon, I got to look up fucking No Effects, I got to look up this band, and you know, No Effects, and, and that wasn't even really a thing so much back then too. Dude, so no Effects was such a big dude. influence for me too, and and Fat Mike's such a fucking dick, dude. Like I hate it. I hate <laughs> dude, it. Dude, so that's bad. A, that's like a big. It's like an inside joke with my band where it's like we all love No Effects, and that's like, ah, but I would hit. I would hit Fat Mike. He's the worst, dude. The absolute. I, I'm worst. the one who's always defending. I'm like, why? What did he do? Like I don't know his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much more than that. He's such an elitist fucking <laughs> cocksucker, dude. Like I, I. Uh, you know, I, I love No Effects, bro. Like all of their albums. You know, what I mean, Heavy Petting Zoo especially was a big album for me. Probably one of the biggest, uh, like poster punk albums for me ever. And uh, and uh, he's just such a piece of shit, dude. 
<laughs> if you've yeah. ever like heard any interviews, the interview where he's talking about like him, like he like gave an interview where he's talking about how like he watched his fucking mom die and shit. Like, oh god, yeah, it's horrible. That's bro. Heavy. He's a horrible dude, was, bro. Like a bad. Yeah, dude. That host, that's heavy. I don't know if he's like Tim Lambesis, like trying to have his wife killed bad, but he's pretty bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like you know, he's fucking. Then again, you know, per, you know, perhaps there's, there's room for that for punk singers. You're like, oh, the singer of this fucking well-known punk rock band is a very troubled individual. Like, yeah, it checks out. Yeah, tro- troubled. <laughs> yeah, but you know, he's also like simps for the state, and he wrote all these yeah, albums. Yeah, no, about, I, I get you know, that. Like, I mean, yeah. Rocket looks like we're gonna do punk voter. What would that mean? Is fucking vote for John Kerry? I guess. Yeah, like, like he did. Yeah, he, they were big about the Rock Against Bush thing, and it's like, yeah, fuck yeah. But but you know, Obama and and Biden and all those guys, you got to vote for them, dude. And it's like, who the, yeah, who yeah, the fuck no. the anarchists are you, dude? Like that, the the punk voter thing actually, because that was when I was still like pretty young and naive and shit like that. But like even like that was kind of my, um, it was a lesson I guess you could say where like I was like, oh okay, well I love this band, but he's fucking so off the mark, and I don't have to like follow what a band says just right. because I think they're super cool. You know what I mean? And a uh, little little funny side note. So my favorite album of all time is uh, Punk and Drublick by No Effects. Great album too. And the release date for that album. It was sometime, I think it was like 94, but it was on July 19th, which was also my mom's birthday and my first daughter's birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah, so July 19th is like a uh, very, very defining day for me. It's like yeah. the best album, yeah. best mom, best kid. Well, I can't say best kid. They're tied. <laughs> I, I, got yeah, two. Don't, I, I learned this the hard way. Don't ever say one of them is the best kid because it's going to make yeah. them all upset, dude. I got seven of them. I got to be really, you know, really chill about that. But uh, I meant to say I have the best children, but it doesn't, you know. It tears apart my July nineteenth fucking thread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> half, so, so, uh, uh, Heavy Petting Zoo was was my fa- my biggest album for me from No Effects. But if I had to pick a favorite album, it's The Decline, dude. I fucking I could listen to that. The song Decline is really fucking repeatedly good, man. over and over and over again for a year, and it would never get tired of it, dude. You know what I mean? And I listened to it yesterday. It, well, it's so <laughs> funny. It's like you know what is it? Seventeen minutes long or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like every time I listen to it, I I hear something new. Even all these years yeah. later, I'm like, holy shit, I never caught that before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I think my favorite, like one of my favorite, like punk rock, still, still Fat Records uh, uh, band is is uh, the Flatliners, man. I fucking love the Flats so much. Yeah, dude. I kind of just found out about them like uh, four years ago or something. And yeah, they're fucking super good. I've been listening to them a ton lately. Yeah, I've been listening to them since their second release, I believe. I, I'm pretty sure it was their second album. The one, um, uh, the one before uh, Cavalcade. Okay. Cavalcade is the one I mostly know. Yeah, Cavalcade's a great album, but they put out like four cents Cavalcade too, four or five cents. And they, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like they, I just found out they had a new album out that, uh, that came out last year that I didn't even know had come out. I'm like, holy shit, you know, like these guys. And they're, oh, and like every single like album changes. It's like different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's why it's like, like uh, I kind of, I did, I did, was listening to a different album by them, and it was very like uh, kind of crust punk ska. Well, that's their first. Stuff, album. Like, their first couple albums were very like ska core, dude. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's that's why I heard I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I knew they were good, but I didn't know they got down like this. You know? Right. Yeah, dude. They're, yeah, their newer stuff's a lot easier and more more like uh, like poster punkish and. Um, it's it's mm. fun, but I man, their their old shit was was really it was like heavy and also ska, which was really cool. I love that shit. Uh, there's another yeah. band from England that I really like that used to do that. They're broken up now called Cap Down. I don't know if you've ever listened to them, dude. I don't know. I don't know Cap Down. As soon as we're done here, get off here and listen to a song called Ska Wars 
by Cap Down. Uh, all right. They're fucking amazing, dude. I, I, I wish uh I wish they had stayed around for a lot longer, man. But you know how you know how ska is, dude. They're like it doesn't mm-hmm. stick around very long. Most of their bands. The the bands that stuck around were like were like less than Jake and Real Big Fish and you know what I mean? The yeah. mighty mighty boss tones. All the really good stuff we, we never get for very long. Yeah, see like I'm not even trying to talk shit, but it's like um one of my favorite ska bands when I was like really in like seventh grade was uh, Goldfinger. Oh, I love like, Goldfinger I th- too. Yeah, like dude, even even before the Tony Hawk games came out, like I was kind of hip to Goldfinger. Yeah. So, um, like I just fucking love them. They're so big for me and stuff. But it's like their new stuff is just I can't listen to it. It's like really overproduced. Like sure. it's like the vocals are like auto. You can they're auto tuned to the point you can hear it. I like, uh, like I, I think uh, I think I found out about Goldfinger from something about Mary, bro. I think that was the first time I actually oh, yeah. heard uh, Goldfinger was was in the something about Mary movie. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, yeah, they were they were on the soundtrack, huh? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the first time I actually heard uh, Goldfinger, and then I started listening to them all the time. Let's see. Uh, they're talking about always go back to Rancid. Yeah, Rancid's one of those solids, have always done good music, and always, you know, anything they'd ever put out was going to be gold, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, the but- Rancid sounds a band that I realized kind of you know like a year ago I was I was reflecting on Rancid and was like uh, their ska songs are like kind of slept in a way right. where it's like people think of Rancid and they think of like uh, you know their their hits and stuff like that or like their punk side but it's like old friend from from like and out come the wolves I'm like that's such a solid jam dude yeah. well I, I was a big Op Ivy fan growing up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's how I learned how to play Scott was from that album Energy. Dude, that album was like when I was young and learning that that was the album iconic. that got me hit. It's iconic, dude. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think there's a more in in the genre, I don't think there's a more iconic album in my opinion. No, it's it's the big one. <laughs> yeah. It just no it big four, dude. It's the big blows one. my mind. Yeah, their cover in 99 Red Balloons is amazing, Mauser. It's a really good cover. That was a good cover. Yep. Uh, Goldfinger. Um so we were talking a little bit before this. You said you knew Michael Heiss, the the founder of the uh the Mises Caucus from way back in the day. When wh- how'd that happen? Yeah, so that's funny. Um you know how you like you make friends on the internet and stuff like that and the other people you'd never personally met. I've never personally met Michael Heiss. Um but way before, like you know, years before the Mises Caucus, dude, like um he was just like um, you know, a Ron Paul Liberty kind of uh I wouldn't even, I wouldn't say shit poster, but you know, a meme poster. Yeah, meme, a simple meme farmer, if you will. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, we bonded. Like, he talked about, like, he told me this story one time. Uh, him and uh, his buddy, like, booked a show, and they booked a mortal technique, and there was, like, a whole funny story behind that. And uh, he had, like, um, I don't know if it was, like, a blog or whatever. It was called, like, The Big Plantation. And uh, I ran the Twitter briefly. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I remember when he was, like, the change in him. I remember seeing the change. Where he was just like, I'm I'm busting down in these fucking books, bro. I'm making a change. And I'm like, all right, that's what's up, man. And then it's like, now here we are. It's like this dude, the Mises Caucus, what? It's huge, like, dude. This, I mean, it's huge. I can't, dude, compared to I mean, it not, it's not that I didn't have faith in the guy, obviously. I'm like, he's got his, I'm like, Godspeed, dude, do your thing as you should. But it's like, I didn't think it would like take off to such a degree. It's like, it's controversial. It's infamous. It's notorious. It's taking over. It's all over the place. Dude, it is. You see it fucking everywhere, especially online, dude. It's just like everywhere. And anytime you go to like any libertarian party event, there's Mises Caucus people fucking everywhere. It's crazy. To me, it's still, it's still, you know, it's got to be really surreal to Michael Heiss, but very surreal to me who I started with the Mises Caucus in 2017. 
and there was like 55 mm-hmm. people in a, in a Facebook group. I mean, that's all it was. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And now any, any place I go to, there's Mises caucus people everywhere. So it's pretty surreal to see for sure. Uh, but speaking about, uh, uh, booking big bands and little places, dude, uh, I didn't even think to mention this. So, so several years ago, I want to say 2000, maybe 2009. Uh, I, there's a little bar in my hometown called the mutiny, right? In, in Antioch, California, it was right on the water, very small bar. And they had a downstairs where they would do like a little tiny dance club. I mean, small dance club. And there's a bar down there. And I got this wild idea that I was going to start trying to book big bands at our little venue at our little tiny venue. See how that worked, you know? And so I started hitting up a bunch of big, big bands trying to find, they all had these uh, ungodly writers, right? Like all of them. And, uh, so I finally get a hold of the mad caddies, uh, manager. Right. And I'm a big fucking mad caddies fan. Like I used to listen to mad caddies all the time too. And, uh, and he gives, he gives me the, yeah, he gives me their writer and he tells me their price. And I'm like, you know, I think I could pull this off. It was, it was like 2,500 bucks. Right. And then they Mm -hmm. had like a writer that had like two hotel rooms and, and, uh, you know, some, some food, I mean, and a couple bottles of red wine or something. I'm like, Oh, this is super doable. And so, so I fucking get tickets printed. Right. And I tell them, yeah, let's go. They wanted, uh, they wanted like a thousand bucks up front. So I gave them a thousand bucks up front. And, uh, and I basically took it all on myself to sell these tickets to be able to to fill up this place and sell enough tickets to pay them their rider and have a, a a successful show. So it ended up working, and I had the Mad Caddies play at this little. I mean, probably 350 people max in this place, dude. Hi kids, do you like violence? Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is Down down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. Max. Oh, like shit. fire okay, code. So that's, it's like a, the local venue down the street from my house that is currently closed. Uh, it used to be the spot where it was like the weekly fucking shows. It, it was unfortunate. It was like mostly like shitty hip hop kind of. Sure. But uh you know, like that's where like there's so many punk bands. There's some hardcore bands, like some notable, like I think Twenty Five to Life played there. Um, sick, yeah, it's like there's like hardcore is kind of big in Brockton, whatever. Like there was another venue again right down the street. I live within like walking distance of three different bars, but uh, fucking well, Ma- uh, Mass, yeah, there's one Mass called the Tigers Den. Mass is, uh, the Northeast has always had a pretty big, uh, pretty big hardcore scene for sure. Absolutely. And then you guys used to have Hellfest there. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, Hellfest. I've never actually personally attended, but I've heard so many good stories that happened at Man, Hellfest. I wish I could have went to a Hellfest just once, dude. Just once. Or like the what was it the uh the the Boston Metal Fest was a big thing too. Boston Metal Fest, yep. Dude, I wish I could have I'm such a fucking sucker, dude. They had Warp Tour one year in my town of Brockton, which is not a very big city. It's like, hey dude, Pennywise is gonna be in your hometown. It's like, well, I think I'm gonna miss this one. Oh, and I, didn't, I fucking didn't go, dude. I, I, such a... I went to like every Warp Tour for like for like five or six years, uh, way back when when it was still, you know, they still had like no effects headlining and shit like that. And yeah. uh, and uh, then I didn't go to one for a fucking decade, dude. Like a decade or more. Yeah. And then uh, I just went to one 
uh, probably four years ago, three or four years ago, uh, in Portland, Oregon. And it was like, it was actually a lot of fun. And it was like all the all the new pop punk bands are playing there now that I really liked. But I got to see like Real Big Fish played. It was like they fixed the lineups. It wasn't all the screamo shitty bands anymore. They started doing like real punk bands and ska bands. And That's then cool. they had all these cool new pop punk bands that I like, like uh, like uh, Knuckle Puck. Knuckle Puck, you ever listen to Knuckle Puck? Oh, Knuckle Puck, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Knuckle Puck is one of my favorites. And the story so far was there. And um uh fucking uh who's the other ones that i really like man there's so many good ones that i that i love belmont who's really good by the way i don't know if you've ever listened to belmont but belmont i've not i, I think i might have heard the name but i definitely couldn't name a song or anything belmont belmont is like if you really like pop punk but also want a degent bro i mean they're they're fucking crazy uh, okay dude. yeah they're, they're their riffs okay. are just insane but they're still really cool pop punk man you should definitely check out belmont i love that band a lot and uh i'm trying to think about who else was there there's some other really great bands there um uh that i liked a lot but you know i'm really bad at this oh state champs is yeah. another one i like um state champs i heard of them yeah i like i you know i like that kind of pop punk man i don't know i'm weird like that and i enjoy that stuff that's nah, cool because like um there's some, there's some of it that i i like i i've gotten into it because it's like all right so weird little side side stories um you know i had kids and stuff and i'm working an office job and stuff like that i'm like focusing like a lot less on music and stuff like that so i'm you know not really listening to anything new. I kind of fell off a little bit, you know. And then uh, it's it's a, at some point I don't remember what the fuck exactly it happens, but like I started like like oh, I'm gonna start listening to music again. And then like I discovered all these fucking bands, and that's like there's none of that like young people barriers like oh I can't listen to this, it's not cool and shit. Like and there's a, a band in the style of music you're talking about that I dislike called um what the fuck are they called Chunk No. Oh no. no! You can't say that. I love this band, dude. They're like one of my favorites. Chunk my captain. Right, well, send send me a no good song. Yeah, yeah. I heard like one song, like one song by them. I'm like, oh, I don't like this, but there's other songs within that style that are fucking really awesome. Because I like, I used to like that, like the precursor to that sort of shit, like Rufio. Oh sure, I love I Rufio. Really like, the Promise Ring. Oh, Rufio fucking all yeah that yeah shit. i used yeah, to yeah. love that shit oh yeah me too man i was a big fan the keepsake i don't know if you ever listen to keepsake and i mean there's so keepsake, I, can, I don't know. yeah i could take all that shit way back to like you know back in the lime wire days bro i was just downloading all these crazy bands yeah. i loved and shit uh i'm trying to think god we could i could sit here and name bands all day man i'm music's like my my absolute biggest passion in this world obviously now it's Absolutely. kids in the show and and liberty and stuff mm-hmm. but man it's always there, music, you know. Um, someone in the chat said no doubt when we were talking about uh, ska, and you know what? And she was, she said J.K., but you know what? Like, there's no J.K. in that. Yeah, no doubt. I love, had, I love. Yeah, no doubt had a lot to do with me getting into punk rock, man. Like it really did. Tragic, Same. Kingdom, Tragic Kingdom, like changed my life, man, big time. I bought that. I bought that CD for my daughter. As you should, <laughs> as you should. I should probably, you know, I, I should was, probably go buy it for my daughter too, man. Yeah, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, some entry level like cool music and stuff. He's like, I don't want to like old dad her and stuff. Like she, she's getting, she's like a almost a teenager, um, and so I don't want to like old dad her. I'm like, oh, listen to all my cool music because that's that's the quickest way to make a kid not like your shit. Right. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Well, that's and so it's just like. Well, that's like uh, my my son and I was talking about it with the the RA the Rugged Man show yesterday. Uh, my son's mm-hmm. like into all this shitty mumble, like like emo rap shit, dude. I don't even know how to explain it, dude. Like he loves uh, yeah. that rapper that died with the tattoos all over his face, the white kid, uh, Lil Peep. Like he loves oh, Peep, that yeah. shit, right? And I and I can't, like I can't even listen to that, dude. Like it it literally hurts my ears. I'm like, this is not. He's like, listen to this rap song, listen to this hip hop song. Like stop calling it that. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't don't yeah, call it that. That's not rap. That's not hip hop. So, but instead of doing that, instead of attacking his music, because I knew that mm. you know this is the music he likes, this is the music he enjoys, I just said, hey man, you want to go to a rap show with me? You know what I mean? You want to take you to a hip hop yeah, show? Yeah. So I, I I got to take him to see Ari the Rugged Man at this little cool hip hop venue here. I didn't even know it existed. It's tiny little place, and uh, and he got to see Ari the Rugged Man and uh, and Afro right. And, uh, oh, hell yeah, dude. There you go. That's a good fucking show. Yeah, like, dude. Like, here's hip hop, dude. Yeah. And at the end, at the end of it, <clears throat> at the end of it, he's like, uh, he's, he's like, man, he's like, dad, how come, how come my, the people that I listen to don't sound like that? They're really good. Like, they, you know, they, this is really good music. And I'm like, yeah, this is what hip hop is. This is what real hip hop is. And then RA like came off stage. He had my, I bought my son a little RA the Rugged Man hat and he like signed his hat, took pictures with him. He's like, you know, your dad's really cool for bringing you here and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, and well, on the way home, he's like, he's like, dad, this is the, the greatest day of my life. It's the greatest day I've ever had in my life. And now, now he wants to listen to RA all the time. He wants to listen to Afro. He's, like, awesome, know, he's like, do you know any other artists like that? I'm like, oh, yes. Let me, let me show you some <laughs> hip hop. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it was a really good way to segue my kid into listening to like real hip hop and real music. That, that I like, and uh, now we have like a bond over that. You know what I mean? So that's that's a good way that's to do so it. Cool. It's better than attacking your kids' music as much as as much as you want to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you got you. But you, it's like again with me, it's like I fucking I don't have any like sort of I don't put up any barriers when I listen to shit anymore because you know I'm a grown up or whatever. Yeah. But like um, yeah. so my kids like I like I like um Olivia Rodrigo, and I'm like, all right, let me check this out. I kind of like I'm her. Listening one, like her. Yeah, listen to this one song. I'm like, it's like it's like soft paramour i'm like yeah yeah this is straight like i i, I can meet you halfway here yeah i, I, I kind of like her dude and she and well you know what's funny about her is she's uh if you listen like every single one of her songs sounds different like which is kind of mm-hmm. which is kind of cool um i i, I, I was listening to it and then she she says she says fuck in that song and i'm like i, I look at lily like, Yo, she, i was like she just said a bad word i'm like the song's wicked cool dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely dude it, it, you know what are you gonna do man it's it, it's the well, kids I, I don't music. care about that yeah. sort of stuff. It's just it's just weird because uh, like kids aren't like sheltered, but they live in a very sort of nice idyllic environment and sort of. So it's like it's a little bit weird. Like even when I hear my kids say "damn," like I don't care, but it's just, it's, it's slightly jarring. Right. I'm like, I'm like, oh, you you say "damn" now, do you? Yeah, my kids <laughs> my kids aren't allowed to cuss. My my 16 year old lets it slip all the time. I get I'm like, hey, do you know where you're at? She goes, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Do you know where you're no, at? I, 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 <laughs> I think that's important to like set the like to set the boundaries if, if for no other reason that your kid knows how to like put on airs and like so they don't go into a job interview talking super casually. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And you can't turn it off. Yeah, it's like I don't say I don't problem. say fuck in front of my grandma. You know what I mean? Like ever. Yeah. Yes. 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 Good. Great way of putting it. Yeah. Because if because if I did, yeah. my grandma, who's almost eighty, would beat my ass. Like, there's no doubt about it. She'd be like, "Excuse me, what'd you say? Go get, go get the switch." You know. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Music with the kids is is it's it's interesting because you know you want to guide them into liking the music that you like, mm-hmm. but but you know that's not ever gonna be like what happens, you know. So you gotta be you gotta yeah. be realistic about it. Um, but I try to you know I try to make my sixteen year old I try to get her to listen to because she likes like punk rock and and that kind of heavier stuff. So I I try to be like every mm-hmm. once in a while like hey check out this band you know you like this band you think this band's cool because I you know I, yeah. I grew up on the shit that's what I that's what I've been listening to my whole life you know and I I want to have that, yeah, it, that it's, bond. Weird. it's like especially I, I'm assuming it's the same for you to a certain degree that it is for me where it's like. It's just so, it was so integral for me growing up where it's just like, it, it's, it's, it sounds lame to say where it's like, it's not just like these, the a style of music or something like that. It's like punk rock is definitely, it's like, 
it brought me to my outlooks on things and then you know you know it sort of taught me values and stuff and you don't have to learn it through punk rock but i guess like if you learn it you just have to learn it through something i guess yeah yeah, it, I mean, it's, it, you know, punk rock and, and as it should be, punk rock has always been a lifestyle, not just a music, um, you know, mm-hmm. and that's you know, so when people when people say punk rock's dead, sure, maybe the lifestyle's dead. The music's not, but the, the lifestyle for some maybe. But, you know, I like to think that I still live my lifestyle, a little punk rock by giving the big middle finger to the establishment. Uh, oh, you, you, you do for sure, because I mean, it's like a. To me, I, I feel like you're keeping the, the spirit of it alive as long as... I, I think the precursors are super simple, and it's just pretty much think for yourself. Right. And it's like... Um, one thing that drives me up a fucking wall, dude, is that, like... Um, let me... Do, like, for example, Sticks Hexenhammer. You know that, dude? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, he'll, he'll always talk, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. It's about punk rock and conservatism. I'm like, when was this, when, we, when have you ever been to a show, Sticks Hexenhammer? Yeah, no what, shit. What, what punk... Name, name a punk album that came out this since, like after 911 he's like a big so, he's like a big thrash metal guy he likes i think he. Looks, I, I like sticks though yeah i do, I do. Too. i'm a big fan we've we've gone back and forth we uh we got in a quote tweet war once about murray rothbard uh and, <laughs> and uh you know i was i was as nice as i could be about it i was a little condescending but it was like you know he's a much bigger platform than mine so i'm like trying to be dude. cool about it because i do like the guy i think he's fucking hilarious dude like his shit's so yeah, yeah. funny um, I, I like his analysis too, man. He's pretty astute. I don't agree him with the with them a hundred percent of the time, but dude, I mean, he's he's a good 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 content creator. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan, dude. I, I like him, and I don't agree with him all the time either. In fact, I really disagree with him on Murray Rothbard and anarcho capitalism for obvious reasons. But um, I, you know, I think that he's spot on about a lot of shit. And you know what? His video game review stuff is hilarious, dude. Like, if you if you like, am I? I'm thinking the right person, right? Rageaholic. Oh, Ra- Razor oh, Fist. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking Razor, Razor Fist. Fist. Dude, I was totally going. I was totally going the wrong way. That I get them mixed up, and I don't know why I do that. He's like cool sticks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Razor Razor Fist. Razor Fist. They're is both what cool. I was talking about. Okay, Razor they're, Fist they're, is what I'm talking about. I started right. Yeah, right. Yeah. As I started talking about the video game thing. I was like, wait, I, th- I think I'm mixing up Rageaholic with uh, with sticks yeah, and yeah. hammer. Yeah, yeah. That's Dude, there's one cool. Razor Fist video I always go back to like every couple months, and it's just. Uh, the metal mythos about the Ramones where he oh, just kind of yeah. goes over their whole history. Like yeah. it's, that's so well put together, man. It's probably like one of the best breakdowns of the Ramones career I've ever seen. So he's I one of my, fa- he's that. one of my absolute favorites, uh, when it comes to YouTube, but, but I, we don't agree on it, a lot of stuff, but he's yeah, yeah. fucking hilarious. And I, the tongue lashing that he gives the population, uh, every time, yeah, he, yeah. every time he gets on video is fucking hilarious. He's he's definitely a wordsmith, you know, like I could never, yeah, you got, got the alliteration down. He's like, these pensive political pussies who are pushing their political, you know, like, like yeah, yeah dude, okay. it's crazy. Who does that? Like <laughs> it, it's fucking, it's pretty awesome. He's like, he, he probably could have been a hip hop star. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. He probably really could have been a hip hop star, man. Uh, yeah, so yeah. let's see. So, uh, you, you, your punk rock who, who came, uh, to, to the ideas of Liberty. Cause Ma- mama bought you a Ron Paul skateboard deck, which God bless her. She must have been a wonderful lady. Uh, it's first... a truncated version of it, but yeah, no, she absolutely was, man. She was great, dude. Uh, we we uh, we know that you are uh, secret friends with Michael Heiss from back in the day. Uh, absolutely. What else you got going on? What's going on with the bands, man? What what, what are you doing? When you, when is the so, whole album coming out? So here's the deal. Um, I have a good answer for you. Um, it's uh, so before we we're like getting ready to record, we just set up a whole new place and shit. And uh, I have my old drummer from my old band, Clambake, is a uh, my buddy Josh, who I still love dearly to this day, he's my boy, but uh, he kind of bailed on us. And 
that a- after that we me and my buddies I mean, we've just kind of been spinning our wheels it's hard to do a band without a drummer and shit so what we're doing we have this expansive list of songs that i'm doing right now they're written they've been ready for a hot minute now they're being recorded right now and who's gonna play drums i don't know might as well do it myself yeah so that's what we're doing and it's actually i'm not a drummer really but dude is coming out way better than i ever thought it would Nice, dude. Well, you you know, with Falls Fells, you can always use uh, Pro Tools on the drums, dude. Yeah, well, because we had that available to us, and we still do. You know what I mean? We have, like, all of the best versions of that software and stuff like that, like Easy Drummer and shit like that. But I was like, I just kind of want to have it, like, I was like, even if it's a shitty drummer, I feel like that's more in spirit to punk rock and stuff like that. But so the long story short is, um, and also instead of making one fucking long album with 20 albums, we're having a series of EPs. We're dropping like four or five songs at a time because while the, all this is happening, I have that hip hop album um, that had got started. It kind of fell to the wayside. It's actually getting finished now by this very, uh, very talented producer named Matt. And uh, he was in uh, this hip hop group called Type 4 along with my DJ Daylate. Shout out to both of you guys. Love you dearly. And uh, yeah, they helped me finish this up, up finish this stuff up. And it's what's cool about the rap album is I made it a long time ago, or, you know, I'd say it's been in the works for five, six years now. And um, it kind of kept falling, falling to the wayside. But all the beats, I have a DJ, and I play, like, all the instruments myself with a couple of instance, instances where we have, like, a keyboard player come in or a trombone player or something like that. But it's ska, rap, and I play all the instruments myself, therefore debunking the notion that rappers have no degree of talent, I guess. I don't know. I've heard some of it, dude. It was it was really cool shit. I, I I went onto your YouTube and I was like listening to music, and then I found a rap song, and I was like, wait a minute, this guy's a rapper too. This is crazy as shit, and it was good. Like I, I enjoyed it. Well, well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah because that's a weird thing. Is I, I was I was a rapper for a long time, and coming out, I was a punk rocker first, and I was like, all my friends were punks, so like if I was gonna start rapping. I had to like not suck, or I was gonna get fucking made fun of a lot. Sure. So like I I I, so I, I listen to so I was like I right, I'm gonna listen to like the best rap I can I listen to Gangstar, fucking like you know all like the New York shit and uh all, you know I, I I'm drawing a blank on fucking what I'm oh, trying to say. Oh, the white guy's here. drawing a blank on black rappers, dude. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, J. Brew the damager. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 fucking uh. No, but so I had to learn how to freestyle and shit too, and like I learned how to make beats. So I took the the culture seriously. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna learn how each all this works, so I know how to do it the way it's supposed to be done. You know, like a rap beat. Like I think that's another big problem with like the trap rap music that you're talking. Not even necessarily trap, but the emo rap you're talking about is it's like the lack of break beats. Right. You know what right. I mean? There's no fucking awesome. Yeah, because I actually like I actually like drums. trap music, dude. Like actual trap music, I it's, like. It's, trap. Not, it's got its high points, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where I initially I was just kind of like, "What's this fast hi hat bullshit?" And but <laughs> no, uh, like, it's like grown that, on me, man. That, really uh, good that you know that southern <laughs> trap, bro. Like I actually like that. Like Ti, I fucking love Ti, dude, and I and I love yeah, hip hop, yeah. man. You know what I mean? Like I, I, it's it's so funny. There's so many like punk rock people out there, and especially hardcore kids who love hip hop too, man. It's like. It's it's got that same. It always used to have that same. Uh, fuck the authority. Fuck the establishment. Uh, yes, uh, vibe absolutely. to it, dude. Both of them, both hip hop and 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 punk and and hardcore and and even metal to some extent. Some some of them were like cop yeah. suckers, but um, <laughs> some, but you know, but uh, it's it always had that. You know, it was always in that vein in that in that 
that style and uh rap has continued that way even even the the mainstream stuff to this day i mean post malone and shit is out there basically saying fuck the cops you know what i mean but but punk rock has now become this establishment shill bullshit it sucks dude it makes me so sad i think it's i think it's because uh in a way like it might be like a weird like uh returning of like to the nature of how things should be like eventually punk rockers are going to keep saying stupid shit and people like why are we listening to like what punk rockers have to say about anything and they're just going to start seething even more and it's like a cycle because like not everybody can be like the dude from bad religion which you know you could disagree with his politics he's at least an objectionably like smart guy yeah you know what i'm saying like a guy like i feel like a lot of people just like we're in the age of people who are running on emotion and half-truths and so, like, it, like that's why it's so dangerous to, like, cast out somebody immediately and dehumanize them as, like, oh, that person's a Nazi or a communist. Or you just, like, you just have to throw, like, a dirty word onto somebody. And for a lot of people, and it's big in the punk world, you don't need any more than just the accusation. Right. That it to be true. And yeah. it fucking sucks. Yeah, I think because I, I feel like. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I think I, I was th- gonna say I think that people should just stop dehumanizing each other and shit because uh, on, on all sides I think it's a good look because it's I, maybe that's it's a weird different way of saying class solidarity or whatever. But like I think you know for the most part we could all just disagree, you know, in a very lively way. Have a couple drinks and go home and enjoy our lives. You know, we don't have to fucking call it the other person like a fucking. Nazi. <laughs> well, I, I think the first time I really, uh, the, the first time I really understood it was a lot, a lot of years ago. Uh, I used to go to this, this it's uh, most people that are live are from the, from the West coast, at least know about the Gilman street in Berkeley. Uh, it's one of the coolest fucking punk venues in the country. Uh, it, it's amazing. It's always been amazing. You can see huge, awesome bands. there, fucking graffiti all over the walls. The bathrooms are terrible. It's like real punk rock. You know what I mean? And, uh, there's like a group of people that, you know, that have been going there forever and always go there. And, uh, there was an accusation leveled at a musician that was on tour there, uh, you know, some kind of sexual assault allegation. And, uh, this was, you know, in the early days of MySpace and shit. So I'm watching this all unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, this guy actually started getting like kicked out of the venues. He wasn't allowed to play at venues anymore. Uh, he ended up getting beat up by a bunch of people at a venue and, uh, mm-hmm. it comes out a year later that the girl was lying, proven, proven that she lied. He, he was able to prove it. Uh, and, uh, and nothing more happened than he said hi and tried to buy her a drink. And it was really, and then, and then he didn't hang out with her any after that. And she was using it as a way to get back at him, whatever. There was actual proof that this happened. And that was the first time, I think it was the first time in my life where I realized that the court of public opinion could really get you in a lot of trouble, even if they're wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. That's the thing. And it's it's like, it's we got to figure out how to temper that shit because really that's kind of useful. Like if, if, like if everybody is like, you know, some guy gets caught in the street abusing a child. We could all just universally agree, like, hey, we could just get rid of this guy, correct? But it's like, I think, like, there has to be some sort of, like, soul-searching amongst every fucking person around to just be, like, to take the empathetic understanding of being, like, the shit that fucking gets splashed on you, it's not so easy to wash off, you know what I mean? Like, a false accusation can follow you for... That could be part of your meme for the rest of your days and shit, you know what I mean? I agree, dude. It's it's crazy how the court of public opinion works. And look at what it's grown into. I mean, this was this was in the early days of MySpace, dude. I mean, this is a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And look at what it's grown into now. I mean, we they are usually, using social media to propagandize a fucking virus, dude. 
Mm. Like that's what that's grown into. I mean, it started it started with beating up the guy from Gilman at random venues because of a false allegation to we can literally control the entire population of this country through social media. Holy fuck. <laughs> Like the planet, the whole planet, dude. Dude, it's insane. You got the whole fucking planet with that shit, dude. It's wild. It's insane, bro. It's fucking insane. And well, yeah, so go ahead. That's what I was gonna say. Like just to, just to cap off on that, like the the to, to, to tie in with the empathetic understanding of like not dehumanizing people and giving people a chance and just like hearing someone out and shit is also when the fuck did people start like believing the news? Like that's the that's the big thing is that people are like I got the CNN article right here, bro. I'm like, oh, I thought we we fuck with CNN again. Like, I thought we ditched that shit in like 1999 or yeah. whatever the fuck. You know? No shit, dude. Like for real, it, it's it always blows me away when somebody's like trying to prove a point and then drops an, a mainstream media article. It's like, first of all, if you're talking about this this pandemic, right, and you're talking about mm-hmm. uh, the, the 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 interventions for this pandemic as far as you know uh, medicines go or whatever, we won't say the V word right now, but. And you're dropping a mainstream media article knowing knowing that Pfizer and and Moderna and all these big companies give billions of dollars to the mainstream media every year. Like, you expect me to, to, to take you seriously if you're dropping that in response? I want to see the fucking study, dude. Like, a real study. None of these I people. I mean, not only studies. that, but, like, I, I don't know why it's not a bigger deal that, like, um, fucking the fact that Fauci, like, admitted, like, straight up said, like, yeah, no, we kind of misled the public. Because we're afraid there's going to be a run on masks. Right. Be like, even if you were the sort of person who thinks that that's justified, which I don't, and then God, nobody should. But uh, even if you were, these are the people that like all of us, even like the libertarians and anarchists, for better or worse, we, there's certain people we kind of put a degree of trust into. Like, I, I don't trust the World Health Organization, but at the same time, if some like dead serious fucking pandemic comes around, like, well, fuck, I hope that they can handle it because I, me personally, I got nothing. Right. And so it's like you kind of depend on these people to a certain degree. And it's like when they come on, it's like, oh, yeah, no, actually, we just misled you because, you know, we felt like we're, we're, we're war gaming you and treating you like fucking chess pieces. How am I supposed to feel good about that? How supposed to anybody supposed to, like, trust anything you say after that? Right. Are you maybe you're not even telling the truth about that? Like, who the fuck? No, like, you know, well, I'll tell you one thing for sure. What we've learned over the last 18 months is that if we ever do have a very, very uh, hugely dead pan, deadly pandemic, say it kills 5% of the people and infects or or 10% of the people infects, which are, you know, tens of millions of people, uh, we're all fucked. That's what we do. Yeah, no, we're boned. We're snow boned. (laughs) That's my takeaway, too. Is like if this was like this seems to me like. A fucking just a big drill like not on some like oh it's a fucking this is actually a drill it just it feels like a drill because if a real deadly pandemic like some fucking ebola type shit pops off we're doomed dude like i don't know what to tell you there's no way we're gonna make it uh we're just gonna have to let it go because there's just there there's nobody in central planning that's gonna make it happen that's for sure we've learned that uh bigly over the last 18 months if you haven't you ain't paying attention you're not very smart i mean i'm sorry that's really that's really what we're at man well brother uh we're getting to the end of the public stream here i'm a huge fan you know that i came to you before the before i started the show i said man i love your wood chipper song i was going to use the acoustic version uh but, but i wanted a studio version you're like hey by the way we're actually doing like a full album studio version of this uh do you want to hear it and i was like fuck yeah and as soon as i heard it, i was like that's the song that's the one and a lot of people don't know that the uh in my outro song minecraft is part of the intro song they're 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 a, a yeah, split song. The same song yeah <laughs> uh, so funny story is um that the reason that song got done and shit right is because it was taking off an immediate fucking meme viral thing whatever the fuck 
and uh, the quartering was supposed to play bass on it. And uh, he hit oh, me up shit. and shit. And he was, yeah, and uh, I was like sort of waiting on bass tracks for him. I didn't want to bother him and shit. I figured he probably had other things to do. And it got to the point where I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. I won't, I'll just, I'm just going to do the bass and drop it, whatever. And so that's why I gave it to you. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, I fucking, I, I, as soon as I heard the, 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 the full, uh, uh instrument version i was like yeah dude this is the one this is perfect and you know i've gotten some shit because people are like oh you have that vaporwave aesthetic and you're playing pop punk <laughs> and i'm like dude it, it works it works it works just fine i fucking love it and <laughs> I, think it works. I think the most asked question in my comments on this fucking channel are hey yes. man where can i find that song hey man where, where can i, I find know, that song I so I, i'm glad that it's gotten you it's gotten you at least uh almost two hundred thousand listens now so of that song i know that's pretty Sweet. crazy man yeah fucking crazy bro i gotta i hit uh i hit 113 115,000 views on youtube this past week and then uh we're at that's like sick. 80 something thousand downloads of the audio uh podcast so man it's, it's doing the show it's been six months since seven months I'm, I'm just still grateful that you still rock it and stuff because i mean I'm, I'm like i'm imagining like oh yeah probably at some point he's probably going to get a new intro at some point you know what i mean Fuck but like no dude that's my intro oh, man. Dude, I fucking awesome. love it, dude i love it it's uh, why would i get rid of that song I i've had people be like you know you could do something a little more tame a little more than no nah, i don't care man this is this is my shit i'm the wood <laughs> I'm chipper guy that's your shit, man. Yeah, it's awesome like i love it man but hey i'm a big fan can you let all these great people here know how they can follow you support you listen to you all that great stuff sure um so if you want to find me on twitter i'm at acid drop osy which is my uh old graffiti crew osy what up um a-c-i-d-r-o-p osy you can find me on youtube under that same name i'm on BitShoot though i don't really upload there um you can follow at whiskey grenade um on twitter and stuff like that and you know find me dog i'll, I'll set you straight I'll, I'll, I'll tell you where to look we'll be on spotify soon that's coming in like a month or so nice dude well uh, i oh, also one more thing i wanted to do before we get off the public yes. stream is uh, uh like a week ago you had uh quincy on my my buddy the big body my the bbw lover oh yeah and uh he he just said one thing that it resonated with me and i want to relay that message again just because i think it's so cool it's never too late to unfuck yourself it's true it's true you know it's, what i'm saying it took me 30 something years with, to figure that out it's never too late to break the cycle to unfuck yourself and all that other stuff you know what i mean like you know yeah never give up i agree you man know, black pills are a good party drug but you don't have to od on them you know yeah you're not supposed to and, and when you do take the red pills you're not supposed to take the whole fucking bottle we learned that the hard way uh you know that's where you end up you, when you end up further than alex jones you're going too far uh, but Alex Jones, he's been right on a lot of shit, hasn't he? As some somebody, God, I love Alex somebody's got to give that guy a fucking apology soon, dude. Soon. He, they need to just let him back on fucking Twitter yeah, tw and verify him. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter, and YouTube for sure need to let him back yes, right dude. away. Papa Jones needs to come back, dude. Honestly, like he was such a big part of my fucking awakening. But I, I won't, I won't drag on your show oh, further cool, with man. my Alex we're Jones gonna, praise because I could. Do... Well, we'll we'll talk about it in the members only chat. Maybe you could play a song or two while we're in there too. All right, let's go. If you want to hear about Alex Jones, make sure you sub uh, you subscribe and fucking join the members only shit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just uh, give me like two minutes. I'll close out this stream, brother. Peace. All right, man. Man, I love that guy to death, dude. When I first came to him uh, before I started the show, 
I hit him up. I was like, yo, dude, I want to, I want to use your song for my show. Is that okay? He's like, seriously? Yeah, absolutely. He was totally fucking cool about it. Uh, obviously no copyright issues with, with YouTube, which has been really nice. Um, and, and hopefully you guys will go support his music, man. He plays some really cool stuff and does, he's all over the place when it comes to rap and punk rock and hip hop and all that great stuff. And if you guys want to come in and see him play some songs and, and talk about Alex Jones and the members only chat, you can sign up for the, uh, the members only streams right underneath all of my YouTube videos by hitting the join link. It's like, Six ninety nine a month or five ninety nine a month. You get all the uh, wonderful custom emojis that you'll see in my live chat. So if you're at a lot of the live shows, it's it's a good way to do it. Or you can join the Patreon subscribe star uh, and become a member that way. Get into the private Discord server for all three of them. Um, and you got all kinds of cool people in there. There's like a hundred people in the Discord server now. Uh, obviously, you get the um, uh, top lobster gear up to two weeks before it goes out to the general public at like a thirty percent discount. So that's a really cool perk. But there's other perks too on the Patreon and Subscribe Star and. Uh, you also get to financially support Break the Cycle, which uh, is something that is, you know, I do five nights a week, pulls me away from my family. So if you guys could help me out, I'd appreciate it. Uh, of course, of course, I would appreciate it. Uh, coming up on the show tomorrow, uh, my good friend Randall Daniel will be here. He's actually the chair of the Libertarian Party of Kentucky, uh, the second most based or first most based, depending on how you look at it. Uh, social media. Um, if you've been following them at all, they're savages. They don't give a shit. And Randall's a big part of that. So I'm really excited. Uh, of course, on Thursday, my good friend Fritz from Fritz Cast will be here to make up for um, the show I had to reschedule last Friday due to me being absolutely ill all weekend long. Uh, man, what a fucking crazy story that is. Pretty sure I'm getting over COVID. Um, and so are a couple other guys from my office. Uh, we had a guy come and visit from another office in Wisconsin uh, who had already had COVID, got vaccinated, got COVID again, and brought COVID into our office. Three of us got sick. So uh, it's been a rough weekend. I'm doing okay now, though. Um, and then on uh, Friday, I'm going to have another good show with my good friend, Top Lobster. He'll be by the show. It's going to be fun. We're going to... Um, we're going to talk all kinds of cool things for sure. So you're definitely going to want to check that one out, man. I promise you, you will enjoy it as per the usual when Top Lobster is on the show. Uh, check out toplobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great custom. This is this is like stitched embroidered uh, BTC logo, man. It's really cool stuff. Um, you can get all that stuff for 10% discount by using BTC at checkout or joining all the other stuff that I talked about. And of course, executive producer of the show, anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They are doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Guys, if you own a business, go just 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 go to anthemplanning.com and check them out. I'm telling you, there's something they can do for you. I promise. They're amazing people. Uh, really cool. All right. I'm going to close out the stream. You guys come hang out in the members only chat. Join, sign up uh, under under all my videos and, and become a member for $5.99 a month. Sports show. And uh, come listen to Alex sing some songs and talk about Alex Jones, his namesake. But also there's like 60 other members only videos on my channels in the last, I don't know, three months. So a lot of content there you guys are missing out on. Uh, sign up today. I will see you tomorrow for the show with Randall Daniel. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle. To explain the lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse and refrain, but I just landed in Minecraft. The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do. So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse because I just landed in Minecraft. What trooper is my friend and he's
constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just meant it in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing I mean, you know it You'll try to get us, get some clothes from COVID Holy shit, 